0: Well hello and welcome to uh, the first of these British Bids podcasts uh, which are launched at a particularly stressful time for the industry but nonetheless a time when bids across the UK are seeking information and guidance and also what is going on with other bids. Um, I am joined today by Vaughan Allen who is Chief Exec of CityCo in Manchester and also of the heart of Manchester Bid. and just for information, these uh, sessions will be available on Spotify and Apple, and also you'll be able to get them as a standard podcast. I'm also joined by Emily Richards, who's going to, fit, who's going to ask some of the questions of the two of us. And Emily is uh, an associate in Savills Place and also marketing manager for British Bids. So uh, Vaughan, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Um, and tell me a little bit about your bid and the wonderful city that is Manchester, but the role the bid performs in that city? Uh,
1: so the heart of Manchester Bid, um, I think we're into our sixth year. So we've been through our first re-ballot a couple of years back. Um, we are almost entirely a retail and leisure bid. We started out purely as a retail bid, gradually moved to more f as the high streets moved to F&B. So for those that know Manchester, uh, it's centred on Manchester Arndale. It's all around the main shopping area. It's a fairly tight area around 400, 410 businesses. Um, We have a fairly high rateable floor, uh, just on 50 grand. Um, So we don't have a lot of independent businesses. We have a lot of chains, uh, a lot of smaller chains in terms of F&B. So it really is around um, daytime and early evening economy. And we, as a bid, though, we have a very small uh, budget for operational activity, um, almost entirely around marketing events, the hosting team, promoting the city, getting footfall in, keeping people informed.
0: And I don't know what you've found, we're less than a week into the um, lockdown period and the the significant self-isolation period, which will have affected some locations more than others. But um, lots of people are saying, actually, I've been busier in the last few days than I ever remember being busier before. But what are the particular challenges and questions that you're coming up against in in one of the UK's largest and most important cities? So it's changed
1: substantially within the 10 days since we, we really started. Um, getting measures in place um, for the first few days it was really keeping track of who was going on to shortened hours um, some of the issues around bars and restaurants that were suffering very very quickly um, getting information out to them there was a lot of initial concern particularly from semi-independent independent operators around Um, what government measures would be put in place, what support was and then of course when the government support was in place what that actually meant in practice because it it never comes through in a form that for uh, most business people makes an awful lot of sense. Um, So if you're running your own business it's trying to well, actually how does that practically affect me and then obviously the next wave of them actually starting to talk to to banks or to to councils or whoever and and there being a somewhat a lack of clarity about that. So a lot of our information in the first seven eight days and was really tracking as businesses closed down and we're now to the point of i think 25 to 30 of the retailers left uh are left open which is supermarkets i mean we call banks retailers in that Mm -hmm. circumstance as well and pharmacies and a couple of news agents and a bike shop for bizarre reasons um according to the original definitions and then pretty well um all of the restaurants and bars have now shut a few tried operating as as off licenses or takeaways um, that really wasn't worth the candle, not least because within in Manchester the footfall is down 80, 90 percent um, within mm. two, three weeks. So monitoring all that stuff. This week, the last couple of days, huge amounts of work with with Greater Manchester Police. Um, we've effectively, as a car and as a bid, take on on the job of of business comms for the police. Um, so we're working on reassurance. We've been tracking what buildings are still open, what security teams are still in, how the city is still working what needs to be done in, in light of, of, of Boris's announcement on Monday night um, about groups of people particularly. Mm. Um, and then the last couple of days, um, we've been working to some of the more positive stuff, um, asks from charities dealing with rough sleepers, as, as you guys will know. Um, we've done a lot around rough sleeping and a, a lot around homelessness within the city centre and a wider Greater Manchester. So There are a lot of asks coming through, use of hotels for rough sleepers. Mm. Uh, sometimes that, that that's, that's met with you know, interest and sometimes it's not, where can we find places for rough sleepers to go off the streets uh, because there are a lot of issues there just aren't, isn't enough money for them anymore in terms, of, in terms of begging so where can those services be provided um, and then more widely there's a sort of homeless and, and vulnerable community within within Manchester who may now be on 12 weeks self-isolation how do we get food to them so there's a lot of conversations going on with chefs in hotels and in restaurants who are now somewhat underemployed um, bringing together a campaign that's saying well actually if food is provided at cost can these chefs actually cook can we do a sort of meals on wheels type thing our job isn't to provide any of that but it's to link people up we tend to know everybody as most bids do so as these these requests come through from the combined authority or from the councils it's saying you need to speak to these people you need to speak to these people yeah and i have to say um my deputy alex just i think she worked about 12 13 hour a day yesterday answering phone calls um, i think Uh, my Monday most of last week I haven't been so busy since the last shock to hit Manchester City Centre which of course was the arena bomb Yeah. so yeah it may look like we're not um, you know our office is officially closed Um, some of our people will be going on furlough next week everybody's now working from home albeit some of those homes are in the City Centre but we are the remaining team is working harder than it probably
0: ever has yeah, okay, no, I recognise that. And, and of those broad activities, some of them extremely different from what you'd be doing on a, on, a, on a normal weekly basis, if you could advise other bids like yours, what are the things that you're doing that at this stage are really helping businesses most? I think
1: providing clarity is absolutely important. One of the things that gets said to us again and again and again, um, in a somewhat self-deprecating manner, even from people who have made millions, hundreds of thousands of pounds from, from their businesses, they're not necessarily the sort of people that fill in government forms and fill in council forms. Yeah. So actually providing that advice and providing some of that, you know, I think one of the great things is, is um, the loan that's been offered for businesses, um, up to 80, 80% being guaranteed by government, What's actually happening is, as people go and speak to the banks, some banks are being, yep, yeah, that's great, and we'll help you. Some of the others are saying, well, how, how are you going to secure the other 20%? Put your home deeds up against it, whatever. Now, that wasn't, and Rishi Sunak has made clear, that's not the intention of the loan. But I don't, I don't necessarily think this is banks acting in a, in a devious way. I just don't think that information has gone through. So we've been able to go back to businesses, go, look, here's a statement from the Chancellor. Here's a statement for, on the official government." You know, we're working through this stuff. And then to talk to you guys, to talk to other other organizations, say this message needs to get back, that this isn't being managed in, in, a, in a clear way. I think by getting that clarity, finding that clarity is really, really important. Second thing, um, the, the biggest issue for so many businesses at the moment they're shutting up. Um, they're probably not going to reopen for a while. Yes, there's a lot of concerns about employees, but there's a lot of concerns about the physical state of the building as well. So, finding out what police support there is, what the police are intending to do, um, somewhat ironically. Um, uh, GMP have actually put a lot more officers on in the city centre because they have fears around social unrest because there's a lot less footfall in the city centre. There are a lot fewer 999 calls than there have been for a long time. So we've got a lot of bored police officers standing around. So if you chose to do anything naughty in Manchester City Centre, you're going to get about three vans of police coming on top of you very, very quickly at the moment. Um, so there, there is a lot of support that we, I had I think three or four conversations yesterday with landlords of um, runs of retail shops who were talking about Well, we do do we need external security Do what do we board up and obviously we don't want people to board up but yeah. if if you're afraid about your your windows that's what you're going to do so working with the police actually being able to provide that reassurance because if this goes on for six weeks two months deserted city centers deserted town centers you know they tend to be targets for issues
2: yeah
1: um,
2: and paul i suppose you know from a bid community perspective on a wider level, what advice would you give the bid community during this time?
0: Um, And I think that the the bid community is is really two separate sectors, Emily, isn't it? One one are the businesses that fund the bid community through a levy. And and there, you know, the, the, the only advice I think you can give is follow the government guidance, make sure you adhere to what's being requested because... Um, all the commentary is that if we if we do follow this guidance really strictly um, and we do it to an extreme, actually we will emerge from this more quickly. The consequence of not doing it is we emerge more slowly, which actually the impact then on businesses is far worse. Um, and then I think you know listening to what Vaughan has said about what they are doing in Manchester, it is this is a time where you should be able to rely on your bid to give you the advice, give you the leadership, give you the support that you want. The fact that the bid team may not be sitting in the office and your store may be closed shouldn't cut down that dialogue. Yeah. Um, for bids themselves, you know, there is significant concern at the moment over longevity and cash flow and what the implications of furloughing actually mean and how you can benefit from that but does that actually mean my services are downturned to such an extent that I can't justify my levy and and, and I think we do need to get some clarity over all of this soon and and, you know there, there are bids that will Um, that that do not have significant reserves that will find themselves in difficult situations and there is a very clear ask of central government which is this is a community this big community is something that when we emerge from this will be absolutely crucial to the recovery and if that community needs some support at the moment that is actually a very small investment compared to the huge investment the community will make as we pull out of it
2: yeah and I suppose between the three of us, we've spoken a lot about how um, the impacts are hitting businesses uh, the most. But Vaughan, Manchester attracts many shoppers and visitors all year round. Um, can you share light like, on any advice you would give visitors and shoppers in our town and city centres? You know, you know, a lot of people going through panic. Others are, you know, as we can see, not listening to government guidance. But you know, where do you stand on that?
1: Well, I mean, I think you have to follow the government um, advice as much as you possibly can. I think that there was certainly some uncertainty about um, what jobs were included within essential services and what it actually means to be um, for your your essential journeys. Obviously, there was a lot of clarification in the first couple of days after the advice came out. Issues around um, if if you're uh, sharing childcare between parents, are you actually allowed to take your children? And all of that stuff is being worked through. You know, I think one of the things that comes out of this is um, particularly people who haven't led organisations or worked in councils or government tend to believe that, you know, every government or every council is has to be perfect on its best attempt at anything. And and you know, as you're working through a lot of that detail, you just have to keep listening. We're seeing a lot of different advice. I um, my family homes in North Yorkshire and I've just seen North Yorkshire police announce that they're gonna be stopping cars randomly to be checking that people's journeys are acceptable. Um, now I can't imagine that Greater Manchester Police is going to have to have the resources to do that. And mm-hmm. my first thought on, on looking at that, and um, I, d- I don't have to be nice to North Yorkshire Police because they I, I don't have anything to do with me as my company, is you probably have too many people and probably have too much time on your hands if you're able to do that. Um, but I do think it's really important as residents, um, as shoppers, as visitors, you need to know what the local, what, what those areas you're you're travelling to, if you are travelling at all, the reason to do it, um, what those how rules are being implemented because they are going to be somewhat different and mm. it's constantly changing our convenience stores you know as convenience stores around the country um you know most of them are now operating queuing systems most of them are operating one in one out systems most of them are operating half hour or hour for nhs staff or, or whatever it is and all of those things you've got to understand i think one of the things is it's it's. It's a classic um, situation where, you know, there are two types of people spending my life on Twitter as I do. There are those people who will amplify the horrible videos of teenagers spitting and going, go on then, you want the virus, don't you? And then there are those who will amplify the hundreds of thousands of people who are volunteering, you know, helping their neighbours, all of that sort of thing. And I think, you know, not to quote Mr. Rogers-ism, but, you know, looking out for all those people who are looking out for other people. And it, and it is the vast majority of people involved in um, this. I think it's really fascinating to, to get back to the to raw economics. Um, we've already seen some of the figures, and I don't know whether you guys have seen them, some of the figures as retail opens in China, um, and they're looking at 600, 800, 800% up on um, a normal shopping week. There's a sort of such a pent-up demand coming through. Yeah. i think paul's absolutely right what we have to be ready for is as things reopen um, mm. how are we going to be promoting what's going on knowing that international visitors are going to be down for a year two years three years however long we are going to be doing more holidays in the city in the city in the country um around the uk mm. um you know how are we going to be promoting that how are we going to be sharing the burden of that stuff uh and you know, we're in a good position as Manchester City Centre. You can, you can come to visit the city, you can come to have the city nightlife, or you can come as a base to visit the Lake District or the Peak District or wherever. So we're already, at Marketing Manchester as a lead DMO, we're starting to put together those, those sort of, okay, what will the campaign look like um, yeah. when we come out of that? And I think that's really important, being ready to go. Uh, but possibly also understanding that there may be a second or a third peak of the virus and you may have to clamp down again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really important. And I think people can stay hopeful and optimistic. I think there's a lot more optimism, considering the number of deaths, than you'd probably expect. Yes. Um, maybe it's just because I, I try and limit myself to optimistic media, but I think I think there is. So and, and I think that obviously government help and support is is fundamental to that knowing that you can keep most of your employees unless you're a complete git as an employer you know um i think is really important
2: yeah and it's interesting that isn't it because like you say you know when we come out of the end of this will people still want to be as transient as they were before um or are we going to see more of a surge of these staycations um that we are we interesting to see what comes after the end of this yeah. um, I mean, we've we've captured a lot of really great information um, and these podcasts are, are intended to help the industry um, with people's queries and share this knowledge. Um, Paul, where can people go to find out more about what British Bids is doing at the moment?
0: Well, look, I, I think this is a time where British Bids and other organisations like it need to step up as well. Um, you know, we can't bring people together in networking sessions. Clearly, we can't but in terms of our role as sector leaders in terms of our role as representatives to central government as our role in terms of uh, looking out for and looking after our levy payers and the industry as a whole which needs to be protected you know there's a there, there is a choice at the, at moments like this and the choice is you step back and and wait for a recovery or you step forward and you lead through it and and in terms of putting clear, concise information out, in terms of bringing together uh, the community with sessions like this, Emily, but the, se- the you know the hundreds of sessions we will run over the next few weeks, we've already run a huge number already. Those are really, really crucial at this minute. We've got we've got a lead, but the information we provide must be very clear, must be very concise, must be able to be understood, must be able to be acted on. But I just can I just go back to one point and actually pick up on on Vaughan's, Vaughan's point, which is. know this is an unfortunate phraseology but if we imagine at the moment we are in the virus stage there are certain things that we as an industry need to do in that virus stage but um, we do know I think and we can be very confident that we will hit the recovery phase Mm. Um, and that recovery phase is what we separately need to be ready for And I think there is there's some interesting things going on at the moment I'll tell you this is a purely anecdotal tale I arrived back at my house after my, and Boris says I can do this once a day, go out and exercise. And and my neighbour, who, if I'm honest, I hardly ever see, wouldn't really know terribly well, had left outside some food that was left over for them that other people could just pick up and take home. And there is something really interesting going on now, which is a renewed sense of community spirit. We are all applauding those that are doing special things in our communities and we are looking out for each other. And in terms of people not wanting to travel globally, but wanting to recommit to their local communities and stay in Manchester for a weekend rather than go to Marbella, I think that is absolutely something that will happen in the recovery phase. Um, you know, we will owe each other a huge debt when we come out of this, and we want to look after each other. And that's something that should really be harnessed by locations like Manchester and thousands of others like them around the country.
2: Mm, can I just
0: um, can I, sorry? Can
1: I just add to that? I mean, I think we have a model from that, in, which is the 2011 riots. And after the 2011 riots, I mean, I, I will still claim that Manchester was the first to get ready with a campaign to say, "Come back into the city and spend in the city." Um, you know, obviously, the long term impact of that wasn't. Quite the same because it was one night. Uh, probably would have been longer if it hadn't been for the famous Manchester rain. Um, but you know, by having within four days, five days, the "I Love Manchester" campaign getting out there, of which uh, "Manchester Loves You" campaign was what we said to local residents to get them in and spend. You know, tram was offering offers to come into the city. The buses were offering offers. Uh, you know, restaurants were to be to be. Um, so you you had good value in restaurants stuff. So you know, and that commitment of people of we must support local businesses, we must support that That evidence is there. This is going to be on a much, much greater scale.
2: Absolutely agree. I mean, it'd be great to end on a positive note on this podcast. Um, So could I ask the both of you, you know, what one thing would you say to the bid industry right now? People are worried, they're looking for advice, you know, how can we lift those spirits? Paul?
0: During, using my perhaps rather unfortunate phraseology earlier, but I'll use it again, during the virus stage, clear, strong leadership. During the recovery stage, innovative ways of enhancing and picking up on that renewed community spirit that will do towns and cities across the country the wealth of good as we come out of this, because we will inevitably come out of it. Mm.
2: And Vaughan, yourself?
0: yeah i mean that clear communications at this
1: moment is so important you know if there is a criticism of government and i'm probably sure any you know it's about confused communication um it's being as clear as you possibly can with your members about what's going on um, being brutal if you need to be around the support that could be offered by official services as you come out of it i think one of the big opportunities and one of the big positives are you're seeing so many businesses whether they're retail ledger, whatever um, who are diversifying, spinning off, doing other things. And I think tracking some of that stuff and actually seeing how much of that will then be sustained. You've got entire new business models that are coming out of this by some very bright people developing what they're doing. You know That becomes part of your bid as well. So, you know, new, new delivery services, new help. Um, and I think the other thing is, I think that Paul was talking about the community connections. You know, one of the things that a lot of our businesses are doing, and, and I think the same around the country, is, if they're shutting as a restaurant and they've got a three month supply of loo paper, that loo paper is now going over to the NHS or it's going over to the hotel that's hosting the NHS workers and their hand sanitizer is going over or whatever. Um, And, you know, Salford council is working with with some businesses saying we will actually buy at cost all of that stuff you're not going to use for a couple of months. So at least you have a little bit of cash flow which can help pay your rent and so on. You know, those connections will last. And I think one of the things for the big business, big, sector particularly is really making sure that those connections continue to grow that they're not just forgotten when things get back to normal um, that you really capitalize on them you really use them and you continue to work with the people that you've been working with during this difficult time
2: yeah
0: Great advice really good advice
2: um listen thank you both for taking part in today's podcast for those listening and uh, those who would like to feature in these series, please do get in touch with us. We are going to be running more of these. Um, and As uh, as I'm sure everyone agrees, coronavirus will be a topic spoken about for a very long time. Um, if you're a bid or, um, uh, or you're doing something really interesting and unique to help your town or city centre during this challenging time, um, please do share it with us and get in touch. You can get in touch on our Twitter page or you can drop us an email and we'll do our best to get you on these. So listen, thanks very much Vaughan. It's been great to chat to Thank you. Um, Thank you And we're really uh, grateful for your support.